welcome back to We Bought a Mic, a pop culture podcast here with our most anticipated pop culture things mm-hmm. of 2022. Just items, just general media, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Leaflets, yeah. pamphlets. Books. Yeah. Is this going to be a book year? Yeah. Uh, p- posters up on the, the local Circle K. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pop culture, right? Um faxes mm-hmm. yeah. yeah uh press little, releases yeah shout out to seltzer cast uh, the, yeah. uh labels on various mm-hmm. merchandise i was more so i was thinking of like the press release that's going to go around when russia invades ukraine and then like <laughs> us being drafted do you think that podcasters are going to go first or last do you think that they're going to they're going to save us they'll stick so us in the have, middle they have when like things are real slow and entertainment out. for the intro- infantry the infantry is yeah. just listening to us blabber on about yeah. like movies that we like we're going to revert back to like 1917 Trench warfare, Sick. and they're just going to be sitting there so. in, in the trenches. Like we just need, we bought a mic right now. Could we? Uh, this is a side tangent, but could is it theoretically possible that like before a war, both sides could get together and be like, "All right, we agree, we're only using muskets. Right, like, this is musket warfare only. Mm-hmm. It's one and done with your shots. And you have to clean out the entire yes. muzzle yeah, no, you every gotta, time. You got to just keep doing the whole yeah. process. Yeah, that's what I would love. That let's get back to that. Yeah, tell that to to Putin who's testing out his missiles right now. Putin, just throw that around the old noggin. Welcome to the show. My name's Ernest. I'm fan of Media Hunter. And uh, we got a special guest here for the visual listeners, uh, Moo, the dog. He'll be lounging around, pacing around, uh, hopefully not making any noise for the audio listeners only uh, as a special treat to the YouTube channel, The Watchers. <laughs> was that me or was that me? I don't know. I guess you have to watch the YouTube to find out they, if that they was may never me. Know. I don't know. Uh, Drew has not transformed into a dog as uh, some people might be assuming right now. He couldn't make it, so we are postponing Aladdin uh, till Drew gets back from the uh, diplomatic negotiations with Mr. Putin. Yes, yeah. He's doing God's work right now. Right, right. So just pray for Drew to to keep the Ukrainians (laughs) alive in this dire time right now. Pray, pray for Drew, pray for Ukraine. Um. But yeah, we're we're bumping Aladdin and we're going to give you our most anticipated um, movies, TV and other pop culture things of the year. Um, And then in a separate episode, we're going to do a little bit of awards catch up. So stick around for that. Um, But let's get right into it. Let's look at uh, what we picked last year when we did this episode. And I kind of want to just if you didn't listen to to last year's anticipated um, episode, um, Hunter is getting up to get a drink for the visual people. I did a bad job preparing right before we started. See, this is this is something about uh, the the video part of the podcast is we can't sneakily get up anymore without people being like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> Or I could just cut that whole part out. No, no, no. You have to leave that in. That's a little, it's an Easter egg. That's just for the visual listeners. You're like, oh, Hunter didn't prepare yeah. before, right before he started yeah. recording. Like we are what, like two and a half minutes into you pressing record and already out. Good thing in the new studio, we do have a fridge right next to us, which is very good yeah if there was ever episodes in the past where people listen we just went silent for like 45 minutes it's because we ran up to the store (laughs) 
bought a 12 pack and then raced back over here. And that's why we would just repeat the same thoughts that right. somebody else had already articulated. Um, also, shout out to this nondescript mystery green bottle of American lager. We have a we have the koozies on. We have a my wedding, wedding koozies yeah. out here on shout display. Out. Um, shout out to Zazzle. Yeah, I ordered these koozies. Shout out to Mike Flanagan, <laughs> whose work is forever immortalized. There we go. Um, okay, so last year when we did this episode. Um, we each drafted seven things that we were excited for in 2021 um, for a total of 21 things that we were excited for. So I, I want to run down like the things that actually came out. <laughs> yeah, a some, recap. Did we do good with our anticipations? Yeah. What missed? There's some rollover uh, into this, into 2022. So Hunter, you picked Dune. Hey, okay. French it. Dispatch and Get Back. Hell yeah. Okay, so I did I did pretty good. Yeah. I went three for three on mine. French Dispatch, I still enjoy a lot, even if it hasn't sat with me as well as the other two. Um, I loved all of those, yeah. as you can tell from our uh best of the year, if you listen to that one. Um okay. These are the things that you picked that did not come out. Well, Mission yeah. Impossible 7. So that one hurt the most. Um <laughs> actually I think that that's where Drew is right now, is Drew's still trying to deal with like the the whole bridge collapse right. issue and that I think that that is actually going to spark a world war. I'm itself. on the phone with every producer <laughs> from every studio all night. We are the golden standard, man. Do you, I, do you know how much I wish that I could even be on this list? I wish that I could just be, if we could just talk about that as a 2022 release, I would be ecstatic. Oh, but unfortunately Tom Cruise has to like, find the cure for cancer first before he mm -hmm. releases this masterpiece onto the world. And my seven bumped to 2023. So not even on this list. Uh, you also picked the Lord of the Rings, uh, which now we know is called the Rings of Power mm -hmm. coming out in which, September. Yep, confirmed. We got our first preview of during the Super Bowl. Looks solid. You know, it looks expensive. Yeah, I can definitely confirm that it looks good. Uh, don't know anything beyond that. Um, and then you also picked the unbearable weight of massive talent, which also got pushed to this year. It's about Still, to come out, I believe. Uh, I think it comes Pretty out in soon. April. I think yeah. it has an April release date. It's Super the Nick Cage as Nick Cage. Um, yeah, listeners, longtime listeners have heard about this movie. If you have not heard about this movie, it is uh, involves a drug cartel. Um, it's it's the FBI hires Nick Cage to like um, cater a drug cartel person's birthday party and Something go like, like undercover that. as yeah. himself. It looks incredible. Watch the trailer. Trailer looks great. Excited for our boy Nick Cage. Yeah. I think that that's going to be the one that he wins an Oscar for is for him playing himself. And then finally, uh, Top Gun Maverick, which I believe has been pushed back for approximately 17 years. <laughs> feels right i remember i almost went to a screener for it in june of 2019 right <laughs> so right this movie's just been cooking yeah it's been sitting on the shelf is it for gonna a while come now. out maybe uh, i don't Who know knows? i'm ready for it uh so that's your list um here's drew's list so these are the things that came out that he picked last night in soho succession Which i don't know if he ever even saw last night in soho to be Doubt honest it. um the green knight hey, he got the green knight hit. And Nightmare Alley, hey, which we'll talk about in the, the mm -hmm. separate episode. So stick around for that. And then these are the things that he picked that did not come out. 
the curse, which is the uh, Safdie brothers, Emma Stone, Nathan Fielder. Uh, yeah, like home improvement horror. <laughs> yeah, mockumentary it's whole, thing. It's it's on HBO, right? Or is it something like maybe Showtime? Showtime. Yeah, yeah, it's something. It's the premise of it is it's of course it's directed by the Safdies, written by Nathan Fielder, written and co-starring Nathan Fielder and Emma Stone, I believe. So it's um, Showtime. Showtime. But it is essentially it's a cross between yeah, Nathan like an H- is in it. Yeah, it's an HGTV style home improvement show, but the house they take over is haunted. Um, so it's going to be funny. It's going to be tense because it's got the safety stamp on it's it. It's on the Showtime website right now. So I'm, I'm guessing so this is going to come filmed. out. Yeah, it's for the most part. There's no visuals. It's just text. Well, that's something. It's definitely. <laughs> so- Showtime also doesn't have a lot going on right now. So I did start watching Yellow Jackets, which oh. is pretty good. Yeah, it's worth to stick around with my subscription until I finish it. Huh. Okay. Um, and then he also picked Untitled Bo Burnham Project, which I guess was not inside because we didn't know about inside. I guess this is the script that he wrote um that is that has had um jabuki young white attached to it oh that one okay this project this, i know this film has not been filmed this has not been shot yeah i'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this is not coming out in 2022 yeah. if i did to make a guess bo burnham is attached to something else that's coming out this year um what is it to direct no 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 not to direct he is in oh that's right it's um sesame street uh it's a, like a that's an old project i know that's, yeah oh that, with ann hathaway and chance the rapper i don't know if apparently that's it happening. has a 2022 date really don't know how much it still says that it's in pre-pro right now though on imdb okay. so tbd on that one <laughs> um and then he also picked new kendrick album which i think you can just blanket to any year the past four years although i will say that there is some stronger possibilities of that happening this year because of Kendrick's kind of ominous post that he made in what was it like August of 2021 about how and he the is, Super Bowl performance. Yeah. He's working on his final TDE album, which if that's the final Kendrick album, who knows if that's the final album for a long time. That's right. I forgot about that post. Yeah. Yeah. That so we this, may get it. Yeah. I man, I hope so. <laughs> If that if that does come to fruition, that that comes out this year, that's my number one most anticipated thing of the year. Just shoot that up at the top of the list. All right. Here are the things that I picked that came out. Uh, Untitled PTA, a.k.a. Soggy Bottom, a.k.a. Licorice Pizza. Straight banger. Yeah. Uh, Impeachment American Crime Story. Which, uh, you know, your mileage may vary on that <laughs> right. one. Well, you're the, you're the watcher, you know, yeah. you want to. I didn't hate it. It was, <laughs> it was pretty good. It was. Sounds like it didn't meet expectations. <laughs> Quiet Place Part 2, which we enjoyed. Shout out to Scoot McNary. <laughs> uh, and Matrix 4, now known as Matrix Resurrections. Are you happy? Did did your list reach the expectations? That's your most anticipated yeah. things of the year. <laughs> I think, would you say all of them are either a disappointment or at least a notch down below what their I, predecessors were? <laughs> I, I think that they at least... Did they scratch an itch for yeah, you? Yeah, they managed to fulfill a certain type of uh, satisfaction, even if the quality wasn't what I would hope. 
Um, Man, I completely forgot that you had impeachment <laughs> on your list. God bless you, Ernie. Just <laughs> and the, these are these are the things that I picked that did not come out. The Northman, the Robert Eggers film. That's coming out this year. Which remains that's got a release date, baby. Yeah, that trailer fucking rocks. <laughs> Atlanta season three. That's coming out. Which yeah, very soon. soon. I think yeah. late March. Yeah. And um, which and also we learned we're getting Atlanta season four mm-hmm. before the end of the year, like you know, probably like November ish, we'll say. Um, and then Barry season three, which we're also about to get finally after like God, 2018, 2017. Jeez. No, maybe 19. Was it 19? Jesus Christ. Time doesn't exist. Um, yeah. Ever since like March, 2020, it's all pre-pro. just been, I've been watching, I've been watching, um, station 11. So I can now say, uh, pre- pre-pan. pre-pan, pre-pan. Yeah. Pre-pan. Um, Barry came out in 20. Well, no, the first season was in 2019. Um, first. Oh, no, 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 no. The no season two was 2019. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So it's been three years. Jeez. I'm so excited for Barry. Um, I will say because TV and movies too, um, can you know they take a while to get made i just hope for a lot of these things that had to get pushed back to a year that you don't feel the pandemic element to them right yeah that's all that i can hope so those are the things that we drafted in the anticipated episode from last year that we're still excited for this year i'll just recap this is everything that is still yet to come out at least that we know of in 2022 the lord of the rings a bearable weight of massive talent, Top Gun Maverick, The Curse, possibly a new Kendrick album, possibly a new Bo Burnham project. That one, I am doubtful. Maybe we'll get something from him, you know, Just before Bill will pop anything. up. Yeah. <laughs> They'll have like a celebrity dating thing or something. Um, I don't know. The Northman, the Atlanta and Barry. So now what we're going to do is we are going to basically take that, acknowledge that, uh pump up our praise for these things and we're going to set it aside and we're going to pick new things that i didn't just mention that we're excited for okay mm-hmm. so how should we do this should we break it up into like tv movies and everything else or should we kind of just go back and forth let's just go back and forth because i just have like an assortment of things that i'm okay about. okay all right and uh we'll get to 22 so we'll do 11 each okay okay that sounds good so a brand new 2022 things, 22 things that we're excited for in 2022. 20, yeah. <laughs> 22 excited 22. Okay. Okay. Go first. Nope. Uh, yeah, this is I. So here's the thing. I haven't watched this trailer yet. I know I'm going to see this trailer, but I'm waiting to see it until I see it in a theater. That's just I want to experience this in a dark room and just not realize that it's nope at first and then realize that's nope. See a guy getting pulled away and just be like, fuck, yeah, that's nope. Jordan Peele's third (laughs) feature film. It's called Nope. We know that it involves some sort of creepy cloud (laughs) and that it stars Stephen Young, Kiki Palmer and Academy Award winner Daniel Kaluuya. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is number one with a bullet. I I agree. 
Um, I'm just, I can't wait. Fucking shoot this shit in my veins. I'm so excited for it. Um, we should say also incredible year for Kiki Palmer coming up. Um, she's in Nope. She's also in, let me pull it up. She's in attached to a few different projects that are coming out this year. Um, Alice. Oh, she's in Lightyear. She's in Lightyear. Um, she's in Alice, uh, written and directed by Kristen, uh, Verlinden about, um, kind of looks like a modern take on like a black exploitation type film, Jackie Brown type role. Like I I'm super excited for that. That looks incredible. Um, yeah. So good on Kiki Palmer. I'm glad that she's getting back, yeah. back out there. I, I will say like one really cool thing about Nope. Um, and shout out to Lee who had the fiery take. I wish Drew was here to hear this. Uh, she thinks <laughs> she was saying that, uh, she thinks Jordan Peele is the new M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Lee, so I have breaking news for you, Ernest, and for the listeners. Lee is no longer allowed on this podcast. Actually, she's not allowed back after that take. But what thing What I, does that mean? What is, is she just saying that, like, just he's done? Like, he, no, had, he had one and now it's I all think, visual flash and no writing? What I is think that, that supposed that to mean? Us kind of left like a weird taste in her mouth that she thinks that it's like he's like corny or something which like we know lee ha- always has the hot taste <laughs> lee is always coming in hot but one thing i love about this trailer i won't say anything about it but like one thing i, I say whatever you want about it like have all your hot takes about it when you compare this trailer to all the other super bowl trailers that came out damn it feels good to see a majority non-white cast it just a cool ass movie yeah because like i like everything doctor strange lord of the rings like everything was just like all white people and, and attached like, to ip yeah this is oh, new. that's this the is other thing fucking exactly. an original story done like, on a big scale exactly that's that is also just so fucking cool like an original story with a minority cast like i'm just i'm all fucking in on this i can't oh the other kiki palmer project which i'm really excited for i don't know if it's gonna hit my expectation for it but the proud family is coming back oh. the proud family louder and prouder coming to disney plus there you go in a week february 23rd nice yeah we're we're doing this uh late we're recording this late february there's things that like have already come out or about to come out. so i was gonna say um i meant to do this up at the top but i just do it now um if we would have recorded this a month ago then on my list uh, at least in my top five would have been jackass forever Mm -hmm. and let me tell you i saw it that hit my expectations that surpassed my expectations the old guy still got it and johnny knoxville is a, a sex god um okay what's your what's your pick um maybe it's because i'm drinking the the alex garland kool-aid and maybe it's because it's one of the coolest trailers that i've seen in the last couple years but i'm going with men alex garland's men starring jesse starring one of i you know i've been trying to think about i think jesse buckley she's at least in like my top five top three favorite actors just yeah. working right now. Like I've never seen a bad Jesse Buckley performance in anything. Um, you know, I, Alex Garland, just one of my guys, just always been one of my guys going back to ex machina annihilation, which 
I have some issues with that movie, but they are none of it is Alex Garland based. <laughs> I think that like that I have issues with the script and the story itself, but it's adapted. So, mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to do with that? Um, and then, of course, the devs just a couple of years ago, right. which, again, he, I think, is one of the best visual storytellers that we have working right now. Right. And men looks like a visually uh, a visual story driven uh, film so i'm just all in on that i think the trailer kicks absolute ass banger of a poster um I'm a big fan of like a great movie poster yeah. i feel like that's like a lost art um in a it's lot like of um, movies it's like a tunnel that when you kind of fuzz your eyes a little bit just looks, looks like, like a, a looks like a face looks like a little skull yep exactly um yeah, no, I can't wait for this. It comes out around my birthday, which I I love May movies. That's just like a thing going back to yeah, my childhood. Kicking it's off like, the summer yeah, season. Yeah, it's kicking off the summer season. It's always just like, I ah, oh, you know, it's my birthday. Yeah. Go see I have April, so I get the dump movies. <laughs> you get the movies that are like yeah. not quite summer releases. <laughs> They're like, maybe this will get a little bit of carryover for a month. Um, No, I'm I'm just I'm all in on this. I'm glad it's a movie. I'm Mm -hmm. glad he's not like falling into like the prestige TV cycle. I am too, because I was worried, especially after devs. And if you listen to some of the interviews they gave after devs, he was just like, yeah, you know, I love having the TV space because there's so much more of a sandbox to work with, a playground to work with. Part of me, the more I think back on it, thinks that maybe devs would have worked a little bit better as a movie. Cause I maybe. think that, yeah. Or maybe I think that devs is like two episodes too long. I think that it's like, just kind of spins its wheels a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Just a little bit too much where it tries to explain itself. And yeah. that's a problem that I think that the best of Alex Garland avoids that problem. And the worst of it yeah. tries to kind of go all in with I the mean, exposition and yeah. X Mac Machina is a masterpiece. Yes. And Annihilation. One Remember we saw the last Annihilation together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw it in like a uh was it a screener? I think when it was a screener. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like it a was packed fucking screen. Like half the people were like over the age of like 55. <laughs> and they were just like they were so not into it. <laughs> the ending, the last act of Annihilation is like one of the greatest things I've it's ever incredible. seen in my life. Yeah. So that's, blah, 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 blah. that's men. Um, it's men. Men, 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 men. That's I'm actually excited for the two and a half men. I heard that they got another half man in there. Yeah. So that's three men. Yeah, they're bringing Charlie Sheen back. <laughs> He's like half the man he used to be. Uh, okay, let's go over to TV. Uh, speaking of prestige TV, let me let me just throw out a couple things that are not gonna fully make my list here okay um westworld <laughs> yeah that's not that's not Season touching four. my list <laughs> i'm gonna watch it okay i'm happy for you i'm i'm <laughs> really happy for you i don't know why but i'll tune in and give it another fucking shot this terrible show uh mrs mazel j- literally just came back this weekend as of oh. recording it's back since nice. like another since like 2019 show mm-hmm. hacks coming back for season two. Super excited. Uh, and for all mankind coming back for season three. Um, but my actual pick better call Saul the final season. Holy shit. This thing is going to blow my brains out. Holy shit. 
when does this when does this come back do i have time oh you have time yeah um i think they said it for april i think it's like late april uh let's see yeah april 18th so um, you could barrel through it uh and it is going to be a weekly model so you you're going to have plenty of time you know if you want to get to it before the series actually ends and they're they're doing this thing every big show is doing this now where they're splitting splitting the season yeah so we're gonna get the first half of season six april 18th and then they're gonna take a, a little break maybe like a month and a half or something and then we'll get the the second half before the end of the year um this you show know, maybe rocks. maybe i just need to do it because i i didn't i wasn't watching breaking bad like from the get-go i think it was i think i caught up with that in season four most people were or well, yeah breaking bad's five seasons right mm-hmm. yeah so i think i caught up with that at the end of season four so that i could watch season five week to week so maybe that's just what i yeah. need to do with better call Saul too. And i have to binge through so that i can get back to the point so i'm caught up with everything honestly you'll you'll get a lot out of it that way because mm-hmm. the first season maybe like the first two seasons of better call, call Saul are very slow it's a it's mm. not the whiz bang type of show that you get in Breaking Bad. It, it takes its time. It's very methodical. And by the time you get to that third season, and you've been sitting in that mode. That's when it like slowly starts to turn up the heat and it earns its big moments. But I will say so this is coming from somebody who uh, started a rewatch of Breaking Bad uh during the like whenever the pandemic first started like april may of 2020 that show's really fucking slow i think that everybody forgets how slow breaking bad is for the first couple seasons excuse me because of how electric like the last season and a half of the show was but i mean other than a couple of like big moments here and there the first two seasons are like really slow right it's a lot of like we're trying to perfect the crystal meth recipe and like we have to teach walter jr how to drive a car like that's a lot of where the show is spending its time it's just because the first episode the pilot is Mm -hmm. such like a kind of fired up energetic pilot that you're left with that impression of it being that kind of show but then yeah you're right it does kind of like slow down um until probably until like season well into season two and then three when mm-hmm. you get Gus in there and Los Pollos. Um, all right, your turn. What you got? Um, I'm going to go with my favorite movie from a few years ago as a sequel coming out. It's an animated movie. It's Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse part one. Oof. Um, so this is, it's by the same creative team as who made into the Spider-Verse, which is, I think the best animated movie of the last decade. Um, I think that it's one of the best movies like of the 21st century, frankly. Um, it was in my top 10 movies of the decade last year or uh, whenever we did our top 10 of the decade. Um, I think that it's an absolute masterpiece and it's the same people are coming back and doing another story. I was a little conflicted at first whenever I saw that they were splitting across the Spider-Verse into a part one and a part two, mm-hmm. um, because in general, I don't really like part ones. Um, See, dude. maybe it's I hey, 
but Dune is well, exactly Dune is kind of an exception that proves the rule because Dune is a complete story while also only being half of a story. I know, but I'm I just saying that, you, ding, you still dinged it for I that. St- I did ding it for that. Um, but I think that I'm more willing to forgive a part one in a comic book sense. And maybe I think it's because we've just been trained by like the Marvel of it all to view everything as a chapter in the wider story and that there is never a beginning and an end. Um, Either way, I'm just, I'm fucking, I'm so excited for this. Uh, They released the first look into it. um, I think. Yeah. It's it's the tiniest little snippet, but it looks fucking stunning it's the best animation like i've ever seen in my entire life like whatever they're doing with this animation style is so wholly unique no one has ever been able to kind of emulate this specific style we're we're gonna get different styles of animation as we go across the spider verse so excited man i can't wait yeah this this rocks um okay so back to me Let's go with a movie that I am going to see in a matter of days. It's Matt Reeves, the Batman. Yeah, I left this for you. I I just I had this at my list. I was like the man, the man who has changed his whole Twitter persona to Bobby Patty, the Batty Daddy (laughs) needs to own the Batman on his list. I uh, I already got my ticket to see this March 1st. It's happening on the big full size IMAX screen uh god damn i i can't i saw the trailer i couldn't contain myself i saw the new trailer and i was just like pumping my fist the whole time like fuck yes right right behind you i don't think the 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 viewers can see it i have a planet of the apes poster on the wall right here and it's just like caesar is home like that fucking matt (laughs) reeves fucking energy is just pumping through my veins right now and I I don't want to overhype myself because, you know, this movie could be any number of things, but it has the potential to be the best Batman movie. Like if they play their cards right, if they don't try to reinvent anything that has come before, but just pick up the pieces of what has worked and lean into the roots of the comic book. This thing is going to blow every other Batman movie out of the water. Like I can just feel it in my bones. I'm so excited for it. I am ready to kind of, you know, check my expectations a little bit once once I'm seated in the theater. But right now, while making this list, I'm just like so fired up. I'm so ready for this movie. I just rewatched Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which is my favorite one. Mm -hmm. I love war. I'm definitely going to rewatch that one, too, um, just to, you know, kind of get the hype going a little bit. And I might. Rewatch a couple of other Batman movies. I was thinking about doing a full Batman rewatch, but I guess watch some stinkers. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. Maybe, maybe eventually if this movie like really wows me and I'm like, you're just just feeling the Batman hive. Yeah, Um, I might, you know, I might just like pick and choose a little bit because like there are there have been plenty of Batman movies that have blown me out of the water Mm -hmm. before, like Batman Returns, the Tim Burton one. Um, obviously the dark Knight, fucking Heath Ledger King, like, um, and, uh, I gotta, I gotta say it, the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> the, uh, that's so I'm glad that you brought the Lego Batman movie. Cause that movie is, it actually, it just turned five years old, like a week or two ago. I saw some twerpists going around about it. wild that that movie came out five years ago. And also kind of wild that nobody talks about that movie because that movie kicks ass. I think that like, 
I revisit the Lego Batman movie more than I revisit the first Lego movie, which might be like sacrilege yeah. to some people, but like it as gets somebody, the character. It knows what the character <laughs> exactly. is. It gets it right. It gets it so right. Can I tell you the thing that gets me most excited for Matt Reeves, the Batman is that in the run up to this movie coming out, there hasn't been any releases of, Oh, they're also going to make like, they're, they're going to make like all of these, like they're playing a franchise based off of this story. And they're going to plan all these other little like subsequent side projects for everything. We have that whole thing with the penguin, which who knows if that's ever, is that actually going to get made? Oh, the show, the show. Yeah. So is that getting made? So, uh, Warner brothers slash H HBO max. Um, they want this connective tissue. They just right. pulled it off with Peacemaker coming off of the Suicide Squad. It had really good ratings and it's actually a great show. I watched it. I like it so much more than the movie. James Gunn just got a chance to like really flesh all these characters out and not just have massive, bombastic, disgusting action sequences, um, which, you know, some people love you know, the, the gruesome you know, intensity of whatever that movie was. I, I like the movie. I didn't hate it. Peacemaker just, it leans into the characters, which is what James Gunn is all about. And it worked. And now HBO Warner, they're looking and they're like, okay, what else can we do here? What other movie entities can we have spill over into HBO Max? They're going to try with Dune too, I yeah. think with uh, I, I, the is Rebecca the sand or is what is it called? Like uh, the Benny Gesserit. Yeah, the Benny Gesserit. Thing. The sisterhood. It's yeah. Did you see? Well, did you see that they're also making a Dune video game that's supposed to come out this year? It's called no like, way. no, it's called the Spice Wars. What? I swear to God. Look this up right now. It's called the Spice Wars. I think it's called the Spice Wars, a Dune story or something like that. It's like a PS5 game. What? <laughs> I swear to God to you. This is the thing that I saw. On Steam. Okay. There's oh, something on Steam. Oh, it's an RTS. Real-time strategy okay. game. That's yeah. awesome. Hell yeah. I'm going to yeah, play the so, shit out of this. There you go. <laughs> happy for you. My whole thing, though, is kind of the opposite because aside from this penguin thing which we haven't really heard much about since it was just announced it was just announced yeah. that's gonna be a thing that gets me more excited for the batman because i'm like oh we don't have to like worry about setting up a thousand other stories we're gonna have just one movie and when was the last time that we had a batman movie that was just like one movie uh, I guess you going to go back, back to like to the original the, Tim Burton where we didn't know if we were going to yeah. get a sequel or, or the Joel Schumacher movies because they were like it was Val Kilmer and then yeah. George Clooney. But still, it was just those movies are so tongue in cheek to the entire character of Batman that it's yeah. kind of like Batman is like an ever living entity that's right. always being reincarnated where this looks wholly unique for what it is. And it is more Batman, which like I know a lot of people are like, really? Again, another we're going to run this back. Yeah. And it's like on surface level, it looks extremely similar to the Nolan movies just because it is going for like that kind of more grounded, gritty look. But I think that Nolan was trying to do something a lot more kind of tactile. Like he was definitely mm -hmm. from the from the Michael Mann school of action filmmaking. This is more from like the Fincher school of thriller yes. filmmaking thriller, like, I, like, like dark uh, serial killer type of. Well, vibe. I think I think that what this is and what it's kind of I think this will be more like what I wanted the uh, Snyder 
BVS Batman to be, which is Batman as detective. Yeah. We've never seen Batman as detective and just the little snippets that we've seen. It looks like he's actually like going in and like investigating right. crime scenes and shit like that. It's the shit that like makes a game like Arkham Asylum or like Arkham say great is because yeah. you do have like the whole looking around and trying to like act as a detective while you are also yeah. a fucking superhero. Yeah, good point. Yeah, this this movie is going to be all just looking for Riddler trophies. It's just <laughs> it's 3 just hours of Robert Pattinson like trying to find little uh green question marks hidden behind objects. Which is better That's than, it. Yeah, I mean, I to be fair, I was kind of thinking that it was just going to be like me playing Arkham City where it's just me trying to like screen glitch into <laughs> buildings. <laughs> And he, he did decide not to do that. So, good, you know, good. whatever. Oh, real quick. Remember when this movie was supposed to be directed by Ben Affleck and starring Ben Affleck as Batman? Because, like, Man. I remember that was an insane time when, like, this is what we were looking forward to, which could have been great. I'm, here's I'm, but- I'm happy for Ben. He really... I really respect what Ben Affleck did. And as time goes on, I feel like yeah, we all need money. to respect. He was just like, I won an Oscar. I like cannot miss right now. What am I going to do? I'm going to be fucking Batman. Yeah. And then I'm going to direct a Batman movie yeah. as Batman. <laughs> Bitch, I, and then just I would have kind of loved it went about that. as bad as it possibly could. Um, but that's not his fault. I still right. think still we love Ben. We love Ben. Come on the show, Ben. Come on. Right. What you got? Um, I want to take us to the world of music. And I want to talk about a band that uh, over the last two years I've become obsessed with whenever concerts started coming back and they were announced that they were having a show in Orlando. I bought tickets as soon as humanly possible. And that is for the band 100 Gex. Oh, nice. Their follow up to 1000 Gex is coming up this year. 10,000 Gex. Um, For people who don't know, 100 Gex is, oh God, how to even describe them? They're like post music. They're, they are post genre. <laughs> <laughs> they're electronic, pop driven, with a lot of like kind of pop punk, emo style songwriting choices, but with just straight electronic beats with no actual true instrumentation for the most part. Um, that's how I would describe a thousand Gex. That album was really big in the underground scene and then just kind of blew up with artists, uh, specifically with Charlie XCX and Patrick Stump of Fallout Boy and um uh Cara Cara Benito, a ton of other like really more well-known artists to the point where they made an entire feature album called a thousand gex in the tree of clues. That's just featuring everybody from Charlie XCX, Rico nasty injury reserved fallout boy. Um, just got in all of these incredible people. I think that, um, one Oh tricks point never might've, they did something with one Oh tricks point never. Um, but this is their follow-up to that album. And I had a chance to see them back in November of 2021. And half of their set was new songs. Oh, nice. And 
I am so fucking excited for this album because if it captures like half the energy of being at that concert, then this is going to be like my favorite album of the year. It feels so classic pop punk in a way that just music doesn't get made anymore, but it doesn't feel stale or derivative. Again, I'm judging this based off of seeing a live concert. So, you know, might be different whenever they actually get in a recording studio and try to put all of this concentrated into one single versus having the energy of like 200 people just jumping up and down to a beat in a small sweaty room. Also a lot more people know them now. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's expectations. This is like, I think I saw it. It was on vulture or it was on vulture. Um, Rolling Stone, but this was on their list for their most anticipated albums of the year. And I like did a double take whenever I saw it. I was like, fucking 100 Gex are like blowing up now. Like this band that mm-hmm. the first time you listen to them, uh, listeners, like if you just throw on Money Machine, you might hear it and be like, is this bad? Is this really bad? I don't know. Um, but then you listen to it like another seven, eight dozen times, and like you're like, oh, this is the greatest music ever made. Um, and so I can't wait for this fucking album. I'm so ready for it. The first single has come out. It's a me, 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 um, which is again, very classic pop punk, but also not in a, um, shitty machine gun Kelly kind of way where Mm -hmm. it feels like they're stealing a genre. All right. Let's, uh, let's go back to TV for a second. And I'm going to put something on my list here that I have a lot of reservations about oh no is this going to be your impeachment pick of the year exactly (laughs) it might just not work i i honestly i'm already regretting it but (laughs) but i'm not going to walk it back this is a netflix show that's based on one of the greatest comic books ever made and i it's I just have no faith that it's going to live up to it. But if it does, I'm calling my shot right now. It's the Sandman based on the Neil Gaiman comic. We saw a little preview of it, a little bit of footage. There's been like a couple snippets. This project, this adaptation has passed through so many iterations over the years. I think it was originally published in the 90s, maybe the late 80s or something like that. And It is just this incredible, like, genre shifting, era jumping, metaphysical story that is just so many stories folded into it. And it's finally coming. Um, And I just it's like it's like why the last man last year. I didn't have that in my most anticipated, but I just like I just felt the need to give my time to it because the source material is so incredible. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I feel about it. Um, the, the, the book is incredible. I, I actually want to kind of revisit it cause it's been a while since I've read it. Um, but I just remember it being so psychedelic and mind bending. And I hope that the show can capture that. And I hope that it can just really sink the audience into this world and into this state of just like being able to to bend and morph and follow the the character of the dream of of um morpheus 
through these like incredible journeys all over. Like it, it goes everywhere, man, all throughout human history. And like, it's, it, it's, it could be that kind of story that could do anything. It could go anywhere. It could be anything. It could, it has that boundless feeling to it. They don't have to adapt it exactly like the book. They can take liberties and just capture the, the the feeling of it and the essence of it to really give us something special and unique that could be rooted in the sensibilities of the book. So if 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 it lives up to that, it could be my favorite thing of the year. I'm really excited for this. I hope that they do like what you said and they do take liberties with it because I haven't read this to be honest. I, I actually, I own a copy of the Sandman because uh, the big box set. Yeah. Because Gaia is Neil Gaiman's like one of her favorite writers. So I have like a ton of Gaiman's uh, work like at my home, but I've never actually read the Sandman. Um, I'm really excited with it, but I think they take liberties with it because for the most part, I've heard from people who have read this, that this is kind of unadaptable material. Right. It's so, so many different you're stories. You're going to kind of have to make your own story, which who is there like a writer attached to? So, this? so Gaiman is involved. Gaiman mm -hmm. is, is heavily involved. Okay. Um, and then his main kind of, kind of guy is David S. Goyer, who hasn't had the best, track record oh boy um <laughs> not a not a but great. he he's done some good stuff um so he made he he has writing credit on uh on the blade trilogy he worked with nolan on batman begins and the dark knight um and rises then he got folded into man of steel and batman v superman um he also did the terminator dark fate sequel that brought back linda hamilton yeah, there's, there's a lot of misses on there's a lot of just stuff yeah. on here so it's hard to kind of pick out he you don't foundation here a lot of these things that he's attached to are things where there's like 50 writers on so like you don't even really know like what Dude, he did he did he was a story consultant on call of duty black ops sick <laughs> oh sorry sorry so we're at you yeah um so for my next one, I'm thinking about going a different, a few different ways here, but at the end of the day, I'm a simple man. I like simple things. I'm a fan of uh, filmmakers. I'm a fan of stars of cinema. And I'm really excited for the killers of the flower of the flower moon. Um, I drafted it in our friend movie draft with like my first pick. And then of course that, didn't come out which i kind of had a feeling that that wasn't gonna come out yeah that's why what? i didn't pick it when there's a martin scorsese movie that's starring leonardo dicaprio and it's on the board you just go ahead and, and take robert it. de niro yeah you just go ahead and take that whenever you get the chance yeah um people who don't know it's an adaptation um of a david grand novel a book that actually i did just order because nice. i want to read it before uh the film comes out uh written by eric roth longtime collab responsible for some of the best Scorsese work um, starring Leo, Jesse Plemons, Brendan Frazier, the Brendan Frazier comeback. Let's go, baby. Bobby D, as you mentioned, John Lithgow. I'm so excited for this movie. Um, it's about uh, the IMDb plot of it is members of the Osagi tribe in the United States are murdered under mysterious circumstances in the 1920s, sparking a major FBI investigation involving J. Edgar Hoover. 
Um, I'm just all in on that. Anytime that we're going to get into like a crime, um, kind of there's something going on at a higher level film and it's directed by Martin Scorsese. Just sign me the fuck up for it. I'm all in. Um, I wonder who is actually playing um, Hoover in this. I know it's not Leo is not reprising his role as <laughs> J. Edgar Hoover. From the classic Clint Eastwood the classic film. Classic Clint Eastwood film, J. Edgar, that we all remember so well, yeah. so fondly. Um, I, I can't wait for this movie. Hell yeah. I hope it comes out this year. It's in post-production. It's coming out this year. They're finished. Yeah, filming? no, it's it's in post-production okay. right now. Like it is, it's for sure coming out this year. I think that it's going to be on Apple. I think that yes, it's an Apple, an Apple film. I really hope that it gets theatrical release. Um, really, really fingers crossed that it's going to play outside of New York and LA. Did you see like they're doing some stuff now with Coda where Coda's playing yeah. in theaters? I think for free, they're putting it yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, with, Closed captioning on, which Thanks, is awesome. Tim. Thanks. Um, <laughs> they really Apple need to win these days. Yeah. Um, I'm. I just. I can't fucking wait for this movie, man. It's. I think That's that Scorsese. They, we don't know how many we'll else we'll get. From exactly. The, the man's in his eighties. Yeah. You gotta appreciate it while you're getting them. Um, I think that they had this movie ready to go that could have come out last year, and I think that probably know, very smartly i think seems like a huge movie yes no, no no but i think that the studio looked at the film landscape and saw like hey you know who There's else no is releasing movies yeah. every fucking week for like going into still now in february when things yeah. like worst person in the world are starting to get wide releases everybody everybody's releasing their backlog from two years yeah and that's a good point killers of the flower moon has just been gonna sit up on the shelf for a yeah. little bit longer so that it can kind of own the whole yeah. award circuit so scorsese can, can sit at the oscars with zero wins again just like he did for the irishman probably <laughs> Probably. Who cares about the the Oscars are stupid. Um, awesome. Okay. So let's swing back to me. Um, and I'm going to go with a movie that. So usually, you know, we, we talk about this a lot about avoiding trailers and wanting to be super excited and not know anything about certain movies. I've been I've been a bit of a bad boy lately <laughs> and I've watched the, the Northman Nope and Batman trailers. Um I've watched the the um, trailer for pretty much every movie that's coming out this year that I can get my hands on, except the trailer for the new movie by Daniels, the guys Yo, who made Swiss yes, Army let's Man. Let's go. I'm so fucking excited for the this is on my list, too. It's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. And this is the one trailer that I keep telling myself, do not fucking watch this trailer. You need to go into this movie not knowing anything about it. All I know is that crazy ass title <laughs> that it stars Michelle Yeoh and that there's a bunch of googly eyes on the poster. And like Jenny Slate and Jamie Lee Curtis are also in this movie. It's, oh, I didn't even know yeah. that. Um, I'm so excited. I'm so glad that you have this on your list because this was going to be on my list as well. Um, I think that it's you, me, and then like 12 other people love Swiss Army yeah, Men. Like and like top five of that year. And we're like completely <laughs> alone on an island. Nobody likes this movie about uh, a farting fart. corpse Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> just amazing. And Paul Dano just out here stranded on an island together. Oh, 
with the score written by Andy Hurley of Dude. Manchester Orchestra, fucking masterpiece. It's I'm so, so excited for this movie. I'm so hyped. Yeah, I haven't. To be honest, I didn't know that trailer came out. I know it's supposed to come out in like a month. It has a March 25th date. Oh, March 25th yeah. date attached to it. Oh my! I don't God. know if that's just New York and LA. I'll probably slow roll out to some art house theaters and eventually that. kind of wide. Do you know what studio is behind? I think this? it's a twenty four. Okay, so it'll go wide. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. I'm. I can't wait for this movie. Um. Yeah. It's a twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It, oh well. No. 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 Here's here's what it is. So. No. No. You're right. So it's going to premiere at South by Southwest, mm-hmm. which is in mid March, and then right after that, they're going to put it out in theaters. Like yeah, they're going to get like the buzz going at South by yeah. They'll probably try and get like some audience awards and stuff like that. And then propel that a 24 is incredible at marketing like that, where they're right. just, they don't wait three months to put a movie out after it's been in festivals. They're like, this movie got buzz. It's now in your home theater. Yeah. Um, I, I know there's some, some slight, uh, tinges of like maybe, reality bending situations in the story that's that's like the extent of what i know about it i don't want to know anything else about it from the same team that was behind using a rotting corpse to like solve everyday tasks they're gonna bend realms of reality that's crazy Sign sign me up all right what's next um next up i want to where do i want to go with this um Okay, I know where I'll go. Um, can I cheat? Sure. Can I do a double? Yeah. Okay. So it's by two so this people. Is, this is two in one spot. This is two in one spot. It's by a couple. They are married because Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig both have a movie coming out this year. Is this Barbie? It's Barbie. <laughs> is the Greta Gerwig film? Which, holy shit! I'm so excited. When you look at like it's trying to tell the story of Barbie. That's I I'm I can't fucking wait for this film. Also, I mean, just look at the names attached to it. You have um, sorry, I'm getting so slow on this. I think it's um, isn't it? IMDb is not working for me. I mean, I know isn't that it Margot Robbie? Margot Robbie is the main uh, name and Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Okay, yeah, it's I just want Ryan Gosling as Ken, which is just so good i can't wait to fucking see that movie i'm so excited for that and then also noah bombach who made married following up marriage story which is again just a fucking stone cold masterpiece one of the best films that he's made in his entire prolific career he's making a movie called white noise starring adam driver greta gerwig is in this actually acting and stuff which is now more of a rarity um jody turner smith don Cheadle. Andre 3000. Ooh. Um, and is following uh, a year in the life of Jad- John Gladney, who is a professor who uh, is worked in the field of Hitler studies. Hmm. So I think it's going to have a little okay. bit of quirkiness. It's probably going to go into some, a little bit of, you know, maybe some political drama. I, I'm into it. It, apparently there's like some mystery elements to it to, how much I has guess bomb back adapted before does he have a good track record with adapting um that's actually that's a great question um let me look through his filmography i mean of course he's most well known for his 
Didn't um, he co-write a couple of? Um, well, I mean, yeah, he's worked on screenplay for like Wes Fantastic Anderson. Mr. Fox. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess that Life I guess Aquatic. Could, yeah, I guess you could count that. But I mean, a lot of I mean, he gets his bones from original screenplays, going all the way back yeah. to Kicking and Screaming. Never forget he, Squid and the Whale. He and, uh, he's credited as a co-writer on Madagascar Three: Europe's Most Wanted. <laughs> Don't you Wait, ever forget? True? Oh yes. my God, he wrote the screenplay for that. You know, that's the same year as Francis Ha. So I wonder if he's just like, I need a check. <laughs> I, I'm trying to make a movie just about a woman coming of age in New York City who happens to be like my love. Yeah. I'm not making any money from this movie. Please write me a Please check. Help. Yo, he's co-writing Barbie. <laughs> Yeah. Greta. Yeah, no, that's I'm that's why I'm trying to pair these two together because they are both in each other's project. Greta's acting. We haven't seen Greta act in I think since what was the last project that Greta even acted in? Mistress I, America, I believe, 2015. Was that it? I yeah, like she doesn't well, really she voiced uh, a dog in Isle of Dogs. That's or right. Somebody. Yeah. yeah, she was in Isle of Dogs. 20th Century Women, I guess, was her last thing in 2016. But yeah, I mean, the last time that we've seen her as an on stage, like on camera presence has she was been in six stories. years. Um, yeah, the, no, I that was another bomb back Netflix joint mm-hmm. before Marriage Story. Um, also, I don't know if this is a Netflix joint. I think it is. Is it? Yeah. Cause Bombback is one of those guys that Netflix just like picked up. Oh, they just like straight up signed him to a yeah. multi-project deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, cool. I'm excited. Just both of those. Just sign me, sign me the fuck up. Yeah. Barbie and white noise. Okay. So we're back to me and I think I'm going to swing back to TV here. Whew, I have a couple choices. Okay, so let me let me talk through some of these choices right now and 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 I'll toss some of them aside as I talk through it. There's a show that literally just came out this weekend called Severance on mm-hmm. Apple TV Plus. Oh, yeah. It's the new show from Ben Stiller who made Escape at Denimora, one of my favorite shows the last few years. He's back to direct um weird kind of black mirror-y show on Apple. Starring our boy Adam Scott. Adam Scott, yeah. yeah. So, Heard nothing but fucking incredible things yeah. from the first episode. Halo on showtime we love halo we love the flood we love the covenant we we love- i'll let you have that one if you want to have it um house of the dragon the the gdt or not gd uh what am i saying god got <laughs> not guillermo <laughs> del Toro. he's just game like of- my dragons <laughs> instead of my monster uh the the game of thrones prequel about the targaryen uh family mm-hmm um i hope that show is good we all have a bad taste in our mouth from the way game of thrones ended i actually you know what as kind of time has passed i actually am kind of hopeful for that show here's here's the one i'll actually put on my list which is something i actually didn't even know existed until i caught the trailer like last week it's called our flag means death and it's a new Taika Waititi show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where he plays like Blackbeard the pirate. It's about pirates on HBO. So it's like, look at uh, how what we do in the shadows, but <laughs> make it pirate, but pirates. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets to be like very R-rated because it's on HBO. Um, so I don't really know anything about this show. I think Martin Freeman is like the main guy in it. Um. Oh, I guess I guess it's not Martin Freeman. It's a Martin Freeman 
type. <laughs> yeah, Riz Darby. Yeah, that, Riz Darby. Who's definitely not Martin Freeman. Um, <laughs> Just a British dude. Fred Armisen's in there. Uh, and there's a bunch of there's a bunch of like comedic that guys, both American and um, English and probably probably some New Zealanders in there, too, for all mm-hmm. we know. Um, I, I think Taika is one of those guys who is like so hot right now that he's like doing too much. Like he he needs to like cool off a little bit. Yeah, I, he's going to. I mean, I didn't. I just learned about this like earlier today because Gaia was talking about like things that she's hyped for. And she's like, yeah, Taika has a new show coming. Out. I was like, oh, next goal wins. She's like, no, no, no. He has like a show. And I'm like, Thor, Love and Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to be involved in three projects yeah. this year. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know how hands on he's going to be in this. Um, I know that he's in the show. I don't think he's a main player as far as I can tell. I wonder if it's like... Um, no, he is second build. Oh. Hmm. Um, but he doesn't get created by credit. He gets executive producer credit. Uh, it's created by David Jenkins. He also is executive producing Reservoir Dogs, which is supposed to come out this year. Oh, season, season two. two as well. So, Tekka is doing a lot. He's yeah. doing the most. So, so you know, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm a little bit hesitant about this, but just because of Taika, because mm-hmm. we both loved uh, Reservoir Dogs, yeah, and um, obviously, like he just has such a great track record. Um, even even the what we do in the Shadow show, which like he is like caught on and off heavily involved, like he directs some episodes and writes some episodes, but like he's not a main guy in that show maybe that's what he'll bring to this project we'll see i i'm actually i'm more hopeful after seeing what we do in the shadows especially now as it's going into its third season because really more than anything being a producer of a show means being able to find have an eye for talent and he fucking nailed it with what we do in the shadows because at this point that show was kind of like Jermaine and Taika don't really do anything with that show anymore, but they just hit it with the writing and the, the writing staff that they brought in and the actors that they brought in that, that show has kind of taken on a whole other life of its own. Yeah, It's kind of unfair and, to say this, but it's like a little bit on autopilot, but the autopilot is like excellence. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, said whenever we did our tv episode that season three was like a little notch down just because you could feel a little bit of the kind of pandemic it was still hilarious though ramification yeah exactly that's the thing it's just like oh this still like if this was the first season of the show then i would fucking love it like i mean i just because i'm comparing it to past works right. that it's you know um okay so that is called Our Flag Means Death. And I think it should be premiering fairly soon. Yeah, it's got a March premiere date. Oh, so shit. we'll see the first episode pretty soon. Oh, cool. That's fun. All right. What you got? Um, what number are we at here? Um, so if we're not counting the stuff, the rollovers, mm-hmm. you're about to pick your sixth item. Okay. I want to do something which is very risky. And we talked about it before the pod. Um because you know you're always uh rolling you're playing russian roulette whenever you try and predict video games release dates but i have two video games on here that are my most anticipated things of the year one of those is breath of the wild 2 which is would be my number one with a bullet 
But the thing is, I don't think that movie, I don't think the game's coming out this year. I highly doubt it. I really don't. I want it to come out more than anything. Breath of the Wild is a masterpiece. Zelda is my favorite game game franchise ever made. But I really doubt that's coming out this year. But I do have hopes that we are going to get a sequel to the best game on the PS4 lifespan, which is God of War with God of War Ragnarok. Um, Only on PS5. We're led a to PS5 it. exclusive. Yeah. I think it's going to come out in like November. Um, I think that they are trying to push back the release day as long as possible to hope that PS5 stock can catch back up so mm-hmm. people can buy this game. Um we did a whole thing about God of War whenever that game came out like Masterpiece. years ago. It's one of the best games ever made. Like not that's not hyperbole. Like I think that it genuinely is one of the greatest games ever fucking made. I think that it's an absolute stone cold masterpiece. It blends storytelling and having like just a really compelling plot which i think kind of gets a little bit overrated in video games at this point that we're at a point with the last of us and uncharted and all these games where people are like oh but i know like the gameplay isn't that great but like the story's so good it's like well i'm playing a game right if i want to like just have an engaging plot then i'll just watch a movie mm-hmm. I like when there's both, but the gameplay of God of War fucking kicks ass. It's so much fun. It gets rid of the hack and slash of the first few games that were on like the uh, PS2 and PS3s uh, to make just something that's so satisfying. The perfect level of challenge, which is in like a Dark Souls world where just things are just too difficult too difficult yeah. to the point of just like infuriation well, also just this just is something f- that it's it's gonna like you might lose a couple of times in a boss battle but then whenever you get it you feel so satisfied you're like i fucking did it the, the fact it. that it's not an open world game i mean it technically is but it doesn't have like the enormous open map yeah it's like a it, it's it's it, a hub system it's like a fake open world like it's like oh there's so much you can do but like also you do have to go from there's point a, a to point b yeah, yeah. well it, it it reminds me it honestly reminds me of fucking crash bandicoot how like you're in that hub where you can go yep. into all these portals that's like it's the same structure mm-hmm. and i hope that they carry that over into this new game because that's one of the things i love the most about it is that it it feels massive. It feels open, but it's not. It's yeah. not this like endless map. Because and the thing is, and a lot of games have struggled. I mean, the best games like a Breath of the Wild or like even I know you're a bigger fan than I was because I never actually finished it. But the Horizon games where the worst version of these open world games, it's like, oh, the map is endless, but also it feels barren to a point. Yeah. It feels like it's missing things. And yeah. the best open world games never feel barren. They always feel like you can find something new whenever you like cross on the other side of this mountain or what have you. And I love those games, but that's an entirely different type of game than I feel like those games inherently like you can't be as invested. You can't have as linear of a story that you're trying to tell when you have that open of a landscape. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, storytelling can... doesn't work in a way where it's just like where we go from point A to M yeah. to back to like C. And then we're going to go over here. Like whenever you can jump around in more of an open world story, it doesn't well, it doesn't quite it, it can backfire. Same. Mm-hmm. Like, look at something like Assassin's Creed, which I love Odyssey. Like, that's one of my favorite games, but that's a game that I'll never finish. You know, <laughs> like, 
And when you compare that to something like Spider-Man, which technically is an open world, but contained just Manhattan slash like some of the outer boroughs, um, I got 100% completion in Spider-Man. Yeah. Like I finished that game. I will never finish Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like yep. that map is so massive that it feels endless. I so another example to that, and I was whenever I was giving my kind of generic overview of the open world games not working, it's because of one specific game that I'm thinking of. It's a game that I fired up for the first time in years since it came out, and that's Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, I've been trying to play through it to grind through it, but here's the thing about Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. It's too big. Yeah. It's too fucking big and there's so many tangential plot lines happening that after putting the game down for a few years and coming back to it, I'm just doing like I'm doing missions and I have no connection <laughs> to the story. They're just yeah. like, oh, yeah, you returned to help us burn out the oil men at this oil rig. And I'm like, sure, I guess I don't fucking I don't like you left no impact on my brain in the that years since I've left though. you. It is, but like it's it it is that whole thing where it's too, too open. Big. It's too big, yeah. and that game is trying to accomplish something different, where it's trying to almost like make you sit with the vast openness right. of the Wild West. Um, but the beauty of the first God of War game, which I really hope they bring into this game, is that you have the beauty and the spectacle of this gorgeous open world, but there are walls to it yeah parameters yeah for sure and i can't fucking wait for that game they are putting at least on wikipedia apparently it is going to be on ps4 also oh so we'll see huh i to be honest i know a lot of people need a ps5 but like i kind of don't like that i'm ready for games to just become exclusive so that they can fully because harness the power god damn the power of the ps5 is like we're just scratching the surface of what that fucking thing can do it's having a computer that you can as your home yeah. console the power of that thing is insane and uh i hope we get it this year i've said all right so we're back to me um so i'm gonna pick a movie and I'm looking, I'm looking at a couple, this is like my next tier here. Like we, we ran through like my first tier already. Those have already been mentioned. And I'm looking at my next tier and, and I, I don't want to go in order. I kind of want to go with my gut here. And there's a couple I could go with, but I think the first one that jumps out at me is a movie by um, a, a little guy named James Cameron. <laughs> Little little um, little up and comer. Thank God he put this. I was gonna be disappointed with you if you didn't put this on your list. Avatar two is supposed to come out this year. Fourteen years <laughs> in the making. Avatar one came out in the year two thousand nine, our Lord. Oh, thirteen years. Excuse me. Um, and we're supposed to we're due to get the sequel that uh. I mean, how long has it been? Do since you have like a, a picture of you holding a ticket stub for Avatar in 2009 that you can like post with a picture think, of you holding a ticket stub? For I think Avatar I don't too? have the ticket stub. I definitely have a picture of. Of of us wearing the the IMAX 3D <laughs> Hell yeah. glasses Hell yeah. in the theater for sure. I, I remember think I that. remember you uh, that photo as well. We need to find that so we can get like some shitty glasses to wear to Avatar 2. I, I don't know if this movie is even real, 
I don't know if it's ever going to even come out. But in the event that it does, I'm putting it down because don't you dare doubt James Cameron. Don't you dare. The man has made the biggest movies ever. Some of the best movies ever made. The man is a absolute pioneer of the craft, a genius filmmaker. And every single time people doubt this man, we weren't we weren't uh, conscious back then. We were wee toddlers. But when when Titanic was in production, people were like, it's over. He's done. He's making a Titanic movie. He's building a, a giant boat set. It's over. It's done. It's done. Like, it, shut it down. Over budget, over schedule. Who's this Leonardo DiCaprio? Who the fuck? What are you doing, Jim? The fuck? Somebody had the last laugh. Somebody had the last laugh. And then he did it all over again with Avatar. You know, biggest movie of all time. Just now, all these years later, being dethroned by Endgame and Spider-Man. Made all the money in the world. And here he comes again. And not only is he going to do Avatar 2, he's going to do 3, 4, 5, and 6 too. Maybe. (laughs) So... When I love you defending James Cameron, like the man who is responsible for like two of the biggest movies in cinema two? history. Try like four. No, but I'm just talking about just financial oh, wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. like two of the top five most successful movies in history yeah. um, coming. To He's sense. out here just like inventing new technology. So my thing is because. Kind of infamously at this point, he was like, the reason why Avatar 2 took me too long is because I had to wait for technology to advance to the point so that I could make my vision how I wanted to make it. What if this movie comes out and just like looks like an MCU movie? I mean, it just like is like there's like a gray, like a night fight scene. It just kind of looks like mush. There's no way he's going to do that. He is. Too I know. Good I to know that. that he won't. But like, I just can't keep thinking about that. What if people see and they're like, "Yeah, it looks like kind of look like Endgame <laughs> fighting." Like you know, it's just kind look, of gray. The original Avatar was on TV the other day. I, I threw it on for a few minutes. There are definitely a lot of shots that look very video game now. You know, thirteen years yeah. later, uh, it, it just it you know doesn't quite hold up. But there are a lot of shots that are like close-ups that are seamless Mm. all these years later the technology somehow hasn't fully collapsed on itself with what he did and i i feel like he can find a path towards realizing what's in his head he can do it if anybody can do it this man can do it i have faith i i mean so i have let i and like joking aside, I have no doubts this movie is going to be absolutely visually stunning. It's already one of the front runners for the honestly visually stunning award mm-hmm. of the year. I have no doubts on that front. Yeah, we are learning I, uh, how to say that what you just said in Navi. Yeah, we we learned we actually reached out to the group from the how to episode this year and like we're trying to like yeah, we're join their crew. Um, I more so am thinking because well people are just like oh you know like it looks great Avatar and everything else um 
when you were rewatching Avatar, did the story resonate with you in any kind of meaningful yeah, way? I'm a big Fern Gully guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. That's the thing resonated. is just like uh, it's it's a very by the numbers story, and they can't do that again. Right. So that's more where I'm like hesitant because Yeah, where's it gonna go? Yeah. I love James Cameron. Yeah. You love Jake if Sully too. Sam Worthington. Yes. Um he always viewed himself as kind of a surrogate character in this universe. <laughs> He's like, I would put myself in there if I was a bit younger and more spry. Um, I, James Cameron, for like one of being one of the greatest visual filmmakers ever of all time. Sometimes some of his scripts and his lesser works just they aren't quite there, right? Um, and you often overlook those faults because you are just completely swept up in the marvel of it all. But I'm just kind of that being said, he has now had 13 years to work on this fucking script. Yeah. You don't really have well, an excuse to just like be like, oh, well, I like saw dances with wolves again. And like it really inspired did me. you. Did you watch the interview that he did with Denis Villeneuve? No, no, okay. no. I'll send it to you. I'll put it in the in the show notes, too. He did this like probably 20 to 30 minute conversation with Denis Villeneuve. It is fascinating, fascinating conversation. Just like Denis might be coming up on his block a little bit. Like I just could not get enough of these two just chatting it up. Um, they talked about or Jim talked about how he's already done with two. Like two's done. It's ready. He's working on three and four right now. Like they're shooting and 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 in like kind of the production process of two and three or three and four, I should say. Um, but yeah, two's in the back. Like they're they're just putting the final tweaks on it. So it's it's happening. It's coming. Uh, another thing, another fun tidbit from that is Denis like asks him about what he thinks about basically one of the big topics we've had on this show about the, the, the blurring of the lines between cinema and television between movies and TV. And James Cameron had like the best fucking answer for it. He basically says that he loves that gray area and he wants technology to blossom in that gray area. And he wants to make a movie that is also a television show at the same time. And you can like log on to the streaming service, pull up the movie and either click the two and a half hour version or the eight hour version That's and, cool. and have it be able to work seamlessly in either scenario. I like that. You know, what's one other thing that James Cameron has working in his favor is that uh, this man is the king of the sequels. Yeah. He's responsible for aliens, to possibly two. the two greatest sequels ever yeah. made, um, which kind of leads me to believe that Avatar 2 could be like substantially better than the first Avatar. Yeah, because he's got the pre-established story, which is the benefits they had with Alien and with Terminator is he doesn't have to worry about setting up these characters anymore. We know James Sully. We love James Sully. I'm a James. Jake. Sully. Jake. I call him James. <laughs> Friends call him James. Is he even my in Jake? This my Jake Sully action figure that I care. I push around his little wheelchair until he becomes Blue Man, and then he can walk. Um, you know who's in this movie that was not in the first one? Yeah. Kate Winslet. Oh, good for Kate. Yeah, Mare herself. <laughs> um, for Kate. Oh my God! I'm just looking up this cast list. You know who's also. <laughs> 
Jermaine Clement is in this movie. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. is, Jay- is Jermaine going to be like the funny, funny blue man? Yeah, he's going to reprise his role from Moana. Funny Navi. He's the giant crab. <laughs> is he going to be shiny? I hope so. I hope he's shiny. All right, what's next? Um, You defended one old successful white guy. So I guess I'll just go ahead and defend the other old successful white guy. And how about Steven? our boy, Steven? You know, everyone counted him out. You did. Everyone collectively, except for me. (laughs) No, I I did. I counted him out. I said that Ready Player One, that was his magnum opus. He left on it. He should have left on that high note. Um, And he won me back a bit with West Side Story. Right. West Side Story, which I think is a a fantastic movie. Um, It's better than the original. Really love that movie. And... West Side Story didn't do as well, I think, awards wise as they were hoping. Don't speak so soon. Are you, what do you what do you think is going? Do you think that West Side Story is going to fucking win Best Picture again? And Steven Spielberg is going to win Best Director because I'm a, I have breaking news for you. That's not going to happen. You know what the Oscars love to do? They love they to love give to Best Picture to a movie that already won Best Picture. This would to be, pat themselves on the back. Like, you know what? Yeah, we got it we, the first time. We did time. it. We did it, guys. Let's just keep it rolling. You know who's good? Steven Sondheim. I yeah. don't know. Um, no, I uh, I really I love that movie, but I think that that movie isn't getting as much awards love. And I think that there's a chance that Steven Spielberg's movie that's coming out this year, The Fablemans, could like get all of the awards love next year. This is... Steven Spielberg at trying to make an autobiographical story of his life. He hasn't really done anything deeply personal in pretty much the 21st century. The last time that he had his name attached to a screenplay before the Fablemans was, do you know it? Uh, AI, I believe. AI, yeah. yeah. It's been 21 years. And then before that, it was Close Encounters. Yeah. So he is actually writing this script or co-writing it with Tony Kushner as like longtime collaborator, um, but working on the script to tell a semi-autobiographical story. The cast of this movie includes, as we mentioned on the Seltzer cast, David Lynch, mm-hmm. um, who I think is just going to be like a sub supporting role, but yeah. just got to love that David Lynch just popped up in there. Uh, Michelle Williams, Seth Rogen, Paul Dano, yes. Julia Butters. Um, nope, IMDb is glitching out on me. Uh, there's the like cast right there. Yeah, I mean, there's so many people on this, like just sub characters that everybody wants to be involved in this story. I think that there's a chance that this movie is just like incredible undeniable i could see this being like just the movie where people are like man you know who's great steven spielberg (laughs) also like i said with with uh marty like we don't know how many more we're gonna get from him exactly yeah you know we gotta make them all count and this one just seems like right down the center of you know it's it's just set up for success yeah it's gonna be it's a coming of age story about steven spielberg I'm here for it. I'm fucking here for it. The Fablemans. Uh, at least that's what its working title is. Well, I don't know if... <laughs> are they going to change it? Do you like it? that title? I don't know if I love that title. Change it to Steven. Steve. <laughs> Say it just Steve. Yeah. His friends call him Steve. Yeah. All right. Let's swing back to TV. Um, I'm, having a, I'm having a tough time here because... I have a section on my list called Disney Plus Trash. 
is this all of the look there's a couple of good disney plus things i'm excited so i think i'm gonna pick one of these to put on my list and i don't know which one all right let 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 me throw out a couple here so i won't do miss marvel um because we don't even know if that one's actually coming this year but if by all means it probably is because i think it was supposed to come last year so it would only make sense for it to come this year i don't really know much about it um so i'll throw that one out andor the the diego luna rogue one spinoff um i that character didn't really resonate much with me in rogue one so i i I guess i'll watch it maybe she hulk could be fun uh with tatiana um masali i believe her name is from uh, orphan black and uh our guy the rough reprising his role um obi-wan kenobi you know uh ewan coming back we do love you and yeah hello there you know i i i don't know it could be a lot of member berries there could be a lot of member oh berries. you think so oh my god wait do star think, wars do you, remember? Dude, do you remember the fucking x-wing dude, oh my god I x-wing remember. do you remember darth vader he's Is coming it, back i will say you know, a movie actually is kind of sad. I haven't actually watched it in years. I, I think as time has gone on, I've, I've thought more fondly about Rogue One. So yeah. I feel like Rogue One has tried, tried to do something different. Yeah. And people didn't really like that it did something no, I, different. I think people did like it, but it got completely overshadowed by The Last Jedi. Yeah. Because The Last Jedi came out like six months or a year after that. Yeah. And everybody fucking lost their minds at the best Star Wars movie. Anyway. <laughs> The my actual pick is a show that we're getting within the next month. It's Moon Knight. Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke coming in to do absolutely disgusting, awful accents. We love to see it. <laughs> we man. love to see oh, it. Oh man. I feel at home with a terrible accent. You know, coming off of um like I, I literally I watched the card the card counter last night and then immediately put on the trailer for Moon Knight and I was like, you know what? <laughs> you're back in. let's do this let's do this you know get your bag you watched oscar isaac money. commit war crimes and you're like i'm ready for it come on moon knight let's do the war crimes of an absolutely atrocious <laughs> british accent and why did they just get a british there's like half of the mcu is just british dudes well because the whole thing with moon knight is that like he is an insane person he has like schizophrenia pretty much and I don't know, you know, TBD on how this show is going to handle mental health. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have doubts about how the Marvel is going to display mental illness? What? But I have a feeling that this, you know, this could. This could give people. I, I feel like I always say this and it never pans out, but. This could give people the feeling of something different from the MCU, of them trying to go in a slightly different direction from the template. This looks like a little bit more kind of horror ish, kind of weird, kind of dark, you know, kind of being a little bit creepy, a little bit kind of twisted. You know, uh, it, it's is it just me or are things getting a little bit stranger out there? Twisted out here. Yeah. Uh, so Moon Knight, I um, I'll watch it. And I think of all the Disney plus trash, 
um, that I mentioned. I think it's the one that I feel like could give me the most, I don't know, kind of maybe not newness, but like feeling of like it being like a, a real thing and not yeah. just like a corporate I mean, product. It's, it's two of like our favorite people in the world are involved. So at least there is that. Um, can I tell you, actually, this isn't going to be on my list, but one Disney Plus trash pick that I'm really hyped for that's coming out in, I think, two months? It's coming out pretty soon because we just got a trailer for it. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh, that's not trash. That looks good. No, I do, but just Disney. It's a Disney Plus thing. It's just going straight to Disney Plus, directed by Akiva, starring our boys, Andy Samberg and John Mulaney, mm-hmm. also featuring Seth Rogen, uh, a bunch of other incredible comedy talents. Yeah, it's like I'm it's, really excited for it's this. It's like movie. playing in that space of like the the reboot, the the classic 2D animation to 3D animation reboot of it all. Yeah. It's it's just like and also trying to do like commentary on on motion. It's like it's taking direct hits at Robert Zemeckis. Like Roger <laughs> Rabbit is in this show. And yeah. they're like directly addressing Beowulf. It's like Robert Zemeckis, lock your doors at night. I, Chip and Dale are coming. Chip for and you. Dale are coming. <laughs> Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers are coming for you. Yeah, I'm excited. It's coming out uh, in May this year. I'm super fucking excited for that movie. All right, what will you actually put on your list, though? Um, oh man, how many how many picks do we got left here? What are we What are we looking at? Well, you're about to make your eighth pick My again, eighth not pick. counting the rollovers. Okay. Um. You know, I just because you just mentioned Marvel stuff, I'm just going to put it on here. You know, I'm a simple man and I love my guys. And one of my guys is Sam Raimi and Sam Raimi has a new film coming out in just a couple of months. And it's Doctor Strange. And I know it's going to be a neutered Sam Raimi film and a neutered version of the horror genre. But like, I don't care. Sam Raimi doesn't fucking make movies anymore. And he's releasing a movie, even if it's going to have to have the Marvel funnel on it to filter out so much of what makes Sam Raimi a genius. It's still a new Sam Raimi movie. Marvel probably went back and looked at his movie and they're like, we need to reshoot like, 45% 45% of this. <laughs> Sam, we don't need you. Probably. But the last movie he, he made was Oz the Great and the Powerful 2013. So almost a decade oh, without man. a new Sam Raimi movie. But like, I am at least, I'm interested to see what this is because we did, we've heard about the reshoots. We've heard about. You know what the rumor is with the reshoots? What? That Marvel's trying to like, bank off of the spider-man hype that this is a far-fetched rumor do not take any type of (laughs) weight to this but the rumor is that marvel wants money what and they're looking at spider-man and they're like well we brought back toby and andrew and it got us this Mm. amount of money let's bring back everyone (laughs) So that's the rumor and the appearance of one Professor Xavier, or at least the 45% of his, the back of his head in the trailer and his voice. 
um, might signal to that. I think that this movie has the potential to be um, a good balance of that nerd nostalgia, you know, type. It, it, it kind of like what John once did with Spider-Man. Like mm-hmm. he did the nerd nostalgia ship of bringing back Toby and Andrew and Willem and, you know, Alfred, everybody. And also telling a good story. Mm-hmm. Like if, if they are able to do that, if they bring back characters from like old X-Men and Fantastic Four movies and wherever else they want to do and also like service the story. I think this works. That being said, the movie is called the multiverse of madness. Give us give us madness, mm-hmm. like fully lean mm-hmm. into the madness. I want to see it. I don't want to just see like, Hey, I remember that guy from the X-Men movies. I remember that guy from the Fantastic Four movies. <laughs> Whoa, I recognize that person. Like, I don't want two hours yeah. of that. And I I hope that it's not that. I am more optimistic because I think back. It's not like Marvel is a stranger to kicking a famous, well-known director off of a project. Very notably, Edgar Wright, one of our favorite guys, He's not on the final end results for Ant-Man and you can feel the like stamps of Edgar Wright on that movie, but then it becomes so muted down to just being just another Marvel movie that has flashes, but at the end of the day, it's just another Marvel movie. Right. I think that Sam Raimi is kind of a genius at working in the machine. I think that's an underrated thing about him. Spider-Man. Look at Spider-Man. Yeah, he did it before I think anybody even, else. Look at the Evil Dead movies. Evil Dead, he never wanted to make a sequel to the Evil Dead movies. And then he came back and said, you want me to make a sequel? Then fuck you. I'm going to shit all over the first movie that I made. And I'm going to like reinvent the horror comedy genre with Evil Dead mm-hmm. 2. And then came back with Army of Darkness and is like, oh, did you like that? Now we're going to go to medieval times and I'm going to have this man with a chainsaw attached <laughs> to his arm and a shotgun just shooting up zombies. Do you like that? Let's like, do that in this movie. He knows Sam Raimi is a master of camp and I hope that this movie gets campiness right because that's the thing that like I think that that's something that's underrated that the Marvel Marvel things need to kind of understand is good camp. Camp does not mean nostalgia tripping. Those are two completely different ideas is nostalgia and campiness to a genre. And I think that he could bring in kind of just making things so zany and so out there and so like non fucking sensical that it could be something special. It really could. You're really I'm, good. I'm I'm hyped for it. Um, before we get to mine, just since we're in Marvel land right now, shout out to um Thor, Love and Thunder, which you mentioned earlier, that we're supposed to be getting that mm. this year. I cannot wait for this movie. I think that it is gonna be even wackier than Ragnarok. Which, like, when you think back to Ragnarok, like, yeah, there's parts of that movie that are very like Marvel machine. But Taika got to do a lot of crazy shit with that movie. And I'm hopeful that they'll let him go even more crazy with Love and Thunder. And also uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the most yep. cursed movie ever. The fullest, I can't most believe cursed that movie, project. I cannot believe that movie's still supposed to come out this year. I don't. I honestly don't think it will. I don't think it will. They're not even done filming it. Yeah, they probably just should, should not. <laughs> the movie should never see the yeah. fucking light of day. 
Uh, but but that honestly, that makes me even more intrigued. Could we just, is there a chance? And I know this is a slight tangent, but Creed 3 is also supposed to come out this year. Directed um, by Michael B. Jordan. Directed by Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Could we have like just a like handshake agreement where Michael B. Jordan just like he shows back up at Wakanda forever and is like, hey guys, I'll just be the surrogate person here because like I was the other thing that was great about Black Panther. Yeah. So this movie isn't just like dead before the ship yeah. even well, leaves the dock but can we also have ryan coogler take over and just direct creed 3 to create some did magic you, over um, there? did you see what if the animated show no. there's an episode of what if where michael b jordan comes back to voice his character and he basically becomes like the ruler of wakanda in that episode so has that started all the nerds thinking that like this is just going to happen? Like this is a preview of what's going to happen? Well, yeah, because there are there's a lot of overlap in the trailer for Multiverse of Madness to uh, what if a lot of the same kind of multiversally visuals from that show are being carried over into live action with this trailer. So there is a potential that we could see MBJ reprise and come back and it. it it would make sense, you know, yeah. to kind of like, I mean, it's not fully him recast. or Letitia Wright have the Sherry kind of take yeah, over. Maybe for she'll that get role, the shot. Also, if she gets the shot. She wrote said a lot of like anti-vax shit yeah. that ain't very cool. So, you know, we'll see. Disney did not really like her sharing all of those sentiments. Well, there's so, also Winston Duke from uh, Bakum. He's in yep. the mix, too. There you go. OK. Uh, moving out of Marvel land. Uh, let's 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 draw back the stakes a little bit. Let's go a little bit more bare bones here with a movie um, from a director who made a very small scale film that made at least my top 10 of the year. I can't remember if it made yours. Olivia Wilde's new movie. Hell yeah. I'm so glad this is on your list. Don't worry, darling. Mm -hmm. uh, the follow up to Booksmart. Um, this is going to be very different from Booksmart. Booksmart is a very kind of coming of age high school kind of movie. This is going to be way more kind of out there, kind of thrillery, a uh, little bit more psychological kind of thing. I, I don't really know too much about it. We got a little bit of a sneaky teaser. Um, it stars Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, Chris Pine. I think Olivia Wilde is in it too. Nick Kroll is supposed to be in it. It's I don't even know what it's going to be, but I'm excited for it. And I love Booksmart so much. I think she's a really, really good talent. Um, and I think this has the potential to be maybe better than Booksmart because it's just like kind of widening the scope a little bit of what she can do and not just kind of fitting into this very, you know, tried and true genre of like what a first feature yeah. should be. This is just like, all right, you can do anything now. Let's see what you got. Yeah. I, and also to that point, like I love Booksmart. I really, really love that movie. But there is a little bit of you can kind of feel the first time filmmaker of it all where it is just kind of a it's a lot of stuff is happening in there, which I mean, it's something that if I ever had the chance to make a feature length film, I would 100 percent do this where it's like. I don't know if I'm ever going to get another shot of this. So I'm going to fucking throw everything against the yeah. wall and see what sticks. Um, and now she's kind of refined her craft a little bit more. And I'm, I'm super excited. This was on my list as well for things that yeah. just, I can't wait for Don't worry, darling. 
All right, let's keep it moving. What you got? Uh, mine is a little movie that I think was on all three of our top tens whenever the original came out back in 2019. And that is a new film by Ryan Johnson, Knives Out 2. Mm-hmm. It's Netflix. coming out, baby. Um, I just... I this movie is just it has first of all everyone is in this like literally everyone is in this movie um everyone that you love is back ethan hawk ethan hawk daniel craig Catherine dave Hahn. bautista Catherine hawk edward yeah. norton jessica henrik kate hudson um jada pinkett smith janelle monet leslie odom jr um i i can't fucking wait for this movie is it man. gonna be it's, called knives out too I don't think so. No. I think it's going to be a Knives Out colon something. Okay. That would make I, sense. That's that's my, if I was a, a betting Benoit man. A Benoit Blanc mystery. Uh, yeah, a Benoit Blanc story. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to hold Benoit Blanc series. Um, what if he does a different accent in each movie? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that would be so, what, what? We're going to get into some dicey territory there because we can do like him doing British, him doing Southern and then like, well, like Californians. Um, Yeah. I mean, in the first movie, he's doing like a very like very, very drawn out. Very very Southern. He's doing he's doing a little bit of this. It's a little more. It's a little more Kentucky. (laughs) You see. Yeah. So if, if he switches it up, if he gives us like. I don't know, like some kind of like maybe like French Canadian. What is a French Canadian? Amen. Who done it? Who done it? This is just a classic. Who done it? I'm I'm super stoked for this too. Yeah. Um. Okay, we'll keep it moving. Um. There's another one. We're we're getting into the territory here of like stuff that is just like a given. Like it's just got to be on the list. You know, it's not like at the top but like we can't finish the list without it so i just gotta mention it the new david uh damien chazelle movie babylon yeah um I, I, yeah we had to have this on here yeah i mean it's, how could this not be on the list it's one of my it might just be like one of my favorite filmmakers working right yeah. now brad pitt margot robbie mm. toby mcguire is supposed to be in this movie like it's supposed to be like a period piece of old hollywood and I mean, we both love La La Land. Um, mm-hmm. I think you and Drew both had Whiplash at your number one of the yep. decade. Yep, Whiplash so, is one of my favorite movies ever made. <laughs> it's it's got to yeah. be on there. Um, yeah, Babylon. I hope it's got to come out this year. It's it's going to be an awards. Yeah, uh, I think contender. I think it's gonna. Is it post production? Is yeah, it? I believe so. I think so. Are we yeah. at ten or eleven? On me. Uh, let's see. One, two, three. You're about to pick 10. 10? Okay. Um, so this is just a pick. This is just a me pick. But two of my boys are releasing albums this year. And no, I'm not talking about Coheed, which could go on this list, but like I just I don't want to just two, 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 two. I don't want to just talk about Coheed for like nonstop for the next 45 minutes and bore the listeners. Um, the real ones, one among the fence, you know who you are. Um, do you know who has a new album coming out in like a couple of weeks? No clue. Tears for Fears. Oh, nice. Tears Have for Fears is out... making a comeback. No, it's been decades. They've been touring, though. Yeah, but just putting out, they're releasing a brand new album. I just learned about this the other day. I was in a local record store on Valentine's Day, 
And they had like a thing going where it was just like, if you buy the eight track of their new single that they have out, then you can get like five dollars off of the vinyl whenever it comes Hell out. Hell yes. And I was like, yo, Tears for Fears is fucking back. Tears for Fears, one of my favorite artists ever. I had no idea that they were still writing music and still like out there and kicking it. But they're releasing an album that's coming out very soon. And I don't care if it's bad. Here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like it's like, you know how ABBA came out for you? Right. They, they came out of the woodwork and they released an album just for you last year. This is how I feel for Tears for Fears. I'm like, my good. boys are back. They're doing it. They're just they're fucking back here. I, I can't wait. I, I hope it's good. Man. I hope it's great. I mean, it might be fucking amazing. Tears for Fears. Again, one of like the best duos ever in yeah. music. Okay. So I think this is my last pick here. I think this is my number 11. Uh, let me make sure here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Okay. So this is my number 11. And again, like I just mentioned with my Babylon pick, I just, the list cannot happen without this movie being on there. So I just have to be the guy. And I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm just leaving an open slot for you here when I pick this because it's the killer, the new David Fincher movie. I actually don't know if this movie is going to come out this year, um, but in the event that it does. Holy fuck, I'm there. Day one. Michael Fassbender. Does this have a 2022 date set on it? I mean, not like a hard date, but did they say it's 2020? I, I knew that he was working on this. I didn't even know that was supposed to be that was supposed to come out this well year. it might not but <laughs> oh you know <laughs> if it in the event that it does if he gets a quick turnaround on it i'm there i mean it's a new fincher movie and it's starring michael fassbender and it's about a serial killer like <laughs> yeah it's him going back to his roots of yeah um okay give us your final pick and then we'll do kind of like the 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 last round <sighs> all right um I'm just going to go ahead. Uh, there's a few places that I could go on here. I could go light year. Oh, yeah. You know, that's it, it's, it's definitely it's the story of the true human yeah. that the toy is based on. Yes, yeah, of course. Um, I could go some more music. It's coming out. Charlie XCX has an album that's coming out in like a month that I'm mm -hmm. super fucking excited for. There's already been some highly anticipated albums that have come out to varying levels of success that was really hyped for with spoon and earl sweatshirt um i just have to put it on here it might not come out this year it might have to roll it over next year but breath of the wild too okay. i mentioned it before breath of the wild I, zelda games are like the best games ever made ocarina of time majora's mask kind of fluctuate between my number one number two and Breath of the Wild might be there as like this might just be my three favorite games ever made and they kind of all fluctuate in between. If it does come out, then if it is, yeah. if it's just like even a notch below Breath of the Wild, then it's going to be one of the best games ever made. Like I just it's announced. I, At least we know it's announced. It's being it's announced, worked on. They just uh, had a um, a switch direct uh which i was really hoping they were going to put a release date on breath of the wild 2 they didn't they did announce which sub my 11 and a half pick is that we or we sports is coming back with switch sports yeah. which switch golf baby i'm here for it 
I'm Hell ready yes. to just. I'm gonna be fucking making Arnold Palmer's and then just <laughs> fucking swinging Let's in my go. living room trying to go 18 under for. I'm gonna get a divorce because of this. <laughs> um, but I'm fine. I'm fully ready for it. I'm sad. There's great video games coming out this year. Like I didn't even mention, there's a lot of really, really fucking cool video games that are coming out this year. If they're not pushback, that's the thing with games now. Yeah, is that you either COVID get kind of changed everything. Yeah, you games. either get like an unfinished game that just needs to be patched, or it gets delayed. Pretty sure that um, I might have mentioned Cyberpunk. I don't. It wasn't in the list, but I think that I mentioned Cyberpunk right. last year, and that's an example of a game that. Probably should have waited a bit. Release that one. Okay. So just to recap, these are the lists you picked. These are your rollovers that we're not counting for the the 22. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and Top Gun Maverick. Those are coming out. Okay. So here's your 11. Men. Alex Garland. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse. Sorry. Yeah. Part one. (laughs) Uh, 10,000 Gex. Killers of the Flower Moon. Barbie slash White Noise, God of War Ragnarok, The Fablemans, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Knives Out 2, New Tears for Fears album, and Breath of the Wild 2. My rollovers from last year are The Northman, Bobby the Eggman, Robert Eggers, New Joint, Atlanta Season 3 and 4, and Barry Season 3. And then my new picks, my 11, are Nope, Better Call Saul, The Batman, Sandman, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Our Flag Means Death, Avatar 2, Moon Knight, Don't Worry Darling, Babylon, and The Killer. So we'll see if any of these roll over the next year. Hopefully none. Hopefully none. We'll probably get a couple. Okay, before we wrap up, these are a couple things that I'm also excited for this year. Here's a couple TV shows. The Boys is coming back for a new season, and they're also doing a little animated show called Diabolical. That I'm excited to sh- uh, check out. There's a show called Winning Time on HBO from Adam oh, McKay. Yeah, coming out in like March 1st. Yeah, or so. it's uh, coming out in just a couple weeks. LA Lakers lineup mm. with Magic Johnson. I didn't put that on there because after seeing Don't Look Up, Adam McKay has to win me back. Yeah, winning time um, me back. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> when he has to winning time me back. There's a show called The White House Plumbers coming out on oh, HBO yeah. with it's our Steve boy. Carell? No, it's Justin Thoreau and Justin Woody Th- Harrison. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all I know about it. It's called White House Plumbers with Justin Theroux and Woody Harrelson. Amen. As Mario and Luigi <laughs> in my dreams. Yeah, no love for the Mario, for our favorite Italian-American, <laughs> Chris Pratt. Um, I picked Sandman, but this is the rest of my Netflix trash list. The Crown coming back with Elizabeth Debicki as um, uh, Princess Diana probably check that out me who only watched season four of the crown and not seasons one two and three am going to watch season five of the crown because <laughs> yeah. i'm deranged <laughs> stranger things just dropped a bunch of posters on us coming back for season four and then a final season five but that'll be next year they need to four. crank that shit out because these people are old yeah. now have you seen they're, Finn they're M. Night Shyamalan guy, old. <laughs> they went to the fucking beach is what they did and russian doll Coming back for season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super excited for that. Um, and I then, just decided not to put any coming back seasons of TV right. on my list. That just, makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Here are the movies that I'm excited for this year that I hope. Okay. There's a couple that we know are coming back this uh, that are coming out this year. 
the new Michael Bay movie, Ambulance. Dude, Ambulance. Let me tell you. We need to do an episode. So did Ambulance. I tell you? I watched. Uh, what was it? I was in the theater with Gaia. And I like came in, I like got us like popcorn or a drink or something. I came in, ambulance was on. I had already seen the trailer and Gaia and me looked at each other at the same time. And almost simultaneously, she said, this looks like the worst movie ever. And I said, this looks like the greatest movie ever. It's going to be amazing. And I think it might be a combination of those two. And it might just be a masterpiece. Yeah. If, if, if I didn't have a hard on for James Cameron, this movie would be on my list. (laughs) For sure. Like it is ambulance. And the L.A. in Ambulance is highlighted because they're in L.A. And it stars Jake Gyllenhaal. It looks like a Michael Mann movie, which is what get, what gets me excited. And Yahya Abdul-Mateen, the Let's second. fucking go. Like, sign me up. Uh, Disappointment Boulevard, the new Ari Aster mm-hmm. movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, with oh my God, uh, Joaquin I Phoenix. Oh, I would have a thousand percent put that on my list. I completely forgot that was this yeah, year. It's coming out. Ah. Um, the new movie by the director of... Um, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert mm-hmm. Ford. It's called Blonde. It's a Marilyn yep. Monroe movie starring Anna yeah, Andrew Dominic. Um, Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> Are you anticipating that? The I Flash. See the second Jurassic World before I anticipate the third one. Uh, Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom. We love our boy James Wan. Get that money. Get paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie too. <laughs> A movie that you and some other friends of the pod put on your fantasy film league list, Canterbury is Glass. It, I was going to say, is it Canterbury Glass? It's a movie. The new David, so David Russell, Russell movie. Who David Russell, I wouldn't call myself a big fan of, but you know what he does and why I drafted him is because he likes actors and he likes to get awards for yep. things. Um, yeah, let's see who's attached to this movie. Um Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Rami Malek, Zoe Saldana, Anna Taylor Joy. Yeah, see, he gets Taylor actors, Swift. He gets actors and they get awards for things. Robert um, De Niro, Mike Myers, <laughs> Chris Rock, Michael Shannon, <laughs> Timothy Oliphant. Holy fuck! What? What in the? What in the? And fuck? don't I don't have a single fucking idea what this movie is. This is the thing is. You know why? Because I almost put that on my list and I was like, oh my God, like everybody's on this movie. And I was like, oh wait, what's the last movie that everybody was in? It was Don't Look Up, which is one of the worst movies to come out of last year. But we'll save that for uh, next pod where we talk about our awards core. Um, Okay. Uh, Let's see what else we can shout out before we wrap up. Bros is a movie written and starring Billy Eichner. It's a romantic, it's a romantic comedy between two men, uh, gay romantic comedy. Should oh, be yeah. fun. That's dope. Um, we love Billy Eichner, Billy on the Street. Uh, something called Bullet Train, starring Brad Pitt, directed by David Leach, who did uh, Atomic Blonde, Deadpool 2, Fast and Furious Presents. So kind of like a fast action movie with Brad Pitt. Could be fun. Um, let's see what else we got here. We mentioned Lightyear. Oh, Deep Water, the anadarmous oh, yeah. Ben Affleck erotic thriller. That should be dropping on Hulu pretty soon. Uh, Super Mario, Creed 3, Chip and Dale. Hey, Halloween ends. Are you going to be first in line for Halloween ends? After seeing Halloween Kills, which was one of the worst movies of last year. Um, no, I can't say. Okay. Uh, Clear out the paint. This is the last movie we'll mention 
because it just had its trailer premiere. It's the new Boz Lerman film, Elvis. Oh, Elvis. So here's the thing about Elvis that he never paid for drugs. <laughs> Not one time. The wrong kid died. <laughs> I for if you have not seen the trailer yet for Elvis, just instead of watching the trailer for Elvis, just watch the movie Walk Hard to Dewey Cox story, and you'll what this you'll is. just get it, and it'll be a better you know what, time. You know what the he sad has to thing think is? about his entire life before he plays the show. The sad thing about this movie is that, like, it honestly doesn't even look that bad, but like, it looks like it's it, just Dewey Cox. Yeah, it's like just, it's, it's just. <laughs> It's just the same. Here's the movie. thing. Boz Lerman can fucking burn in hell after what he did to the great Gatsby, which is quite possibly the greatest book ever written. And he shit on what I still think is like a God tier and S tier Leo performance. Leonardo DiCaprio was made to play Jay Gatsby. Right. And he does and it. Boz Lerman is just like, what if I just like like suffocated you in the excess yeah. and the glitz and glory. And Jay-Z, why don't you come in here and do the score for everything? Right. And we're going to have booming <laughs> hip hop beats. I mean, I will never forget seeing uh, the great Gatsby in theaters opening day of senior year. It came out right around my birthday. Mm -hmm. I was so excited for it. And I went there Old and I was sport. like, this fucking shit. I was for the guy who made Moulin Rouge. I was like, I love Moulin Rouge. The excess, the the glitz and the glamour. Yeah. Give it to me. Fucking such a disappointment. Never well, forget. We're, we're, we'll be there for Elvis. <laughs> be there for Elvis. Um, okay. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Please email us at webottomike.gmail.com and follow us at webottomike uh, on social media. We're now on TikTok. We're doing TikToks, so follow us on there. Uh, subscribe, follow, and donate at uh, our website, webottomike.net. Thank you so much for you donors for supporting the show. Uh, thanks to uh, David, friend of the pod, for becoming a new donor. Hey. Shout out. Um, and also, please um, uh, tune in for next week as we get back to robin williams with aladdin and then toys toys coming after that thank you so much for watching and listening we love you bye bye bye